You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode 110. I had a lot of people interested in it. The person that ultimately uh, put it under contract with me to purchase it, I got all the way to the closing table. And then the closing attorney comes in and says, "Um, your buyer's on the phone and they're backing out of the deal. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to another episode of Wholesaling Inc.'s podcast brought to you by Investor Grip. My name is Cody Hoffheim. I'll be your host today. And today, Rhino Nation, all of you listening today, it's going to be an awesome, awesome podcast. We've got one of our rock star rhinos that is just absolutely crushing it. Uh, his name is Jeff Dimmick, and he's been with us since August of 2016, so just over a year. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. This guy consistently does about two to three deals a month on average, and October of this month has proven to be his biggest month yet. And so we're going to deep dive what it is that that he's doing to be able to tell us why he's doing uh, these big months. So his biggest month, it's $54,000. What a heck of a payday. This could be any one of us. And what we're going to learn today is what does it take to have $54,000 come in in revenue for wholesaling. So Jeff, my man, how the heck are you? And let's get going on this. I'm doing great, Cody. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is our uh, honor and pleasure to have you on the show today. It is awesome. Our listeners are going to learn so much from you. We're excited to deep dive what it is that is going on that October has proven to be a $54,000 uh, revenue for wholesaling. That is, that's incredible. And that was over how many deals to bring in that $54,000? Uh, that was just four deals, which is a big part of what I'm excited about in that. It's, my average deal size is going up significantly. And uh, that was exciting. That's fantastic. So here's the thing that I always have loved. You've got, uh, in the past, you're, you're consistent with like the two to three deals a month, which is great. I know we've talked in the past and it's like, oh, my deal size is around five or $6,000. And then instantly this month from just staying consistent and doing what you do, it turns into where it's now on average like twelve to thirteen thousand. Is there anything that's different going on that makes you feel like those those deal sizes grew over this last couple months, or what does that look like? You know, I think the biggest thing is my expectation of each deal. You know, I just I go into it uh, with a ten thousand dollar expectation now. And so if I'm at a deal, I'm expecting that I'm gonna offer it out to my buyers. Uh, with at least a ten thousand dollar markup, so you know, and usually more than that, so that I can have some you know room in case my 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 numbers were off, and I have to give a little bit of a discount. So uh, I think that's the biggest part. And then I had two deals this month that were actually vacant land, which is unusual for me, and and those were the two biggest deals that I had for the month. So wow, uh, that may be as part of it as well. So here's a mindset that I think you just shared 
something worth mentioning again. What a gold nugget. It's it's that mindset is I am going into this expecting $10,000. And it's so interesting that you say this because we've heard this from even Tom's brother, Todd Toback. He talks about how he really has this mindset to go out and make $50,000 each wholesale deal in California. And guess who magically gets $50,000 on average in wholesaling? Todd Toback, an awesome, awesome individual, right? But it's because his mindset is that. And so I love that you're sharing this information because there's so many of us out there as wholesalers that were like, man, I wish I was in this market because this market, right now I'm making $3,000 or $5,000 on average, and this market's making $15,000 and $18,000. And really what you got to ask yourself, what is your mindset? What are you What are you trying to accomplish? Are you just not negotiating good enough with your cash buyers, with your sellers? Or is it, is it truly just a, a market problem? But most times I'll tell you, Jeff, it's what you just said. You go in there now expecting a $10,000 assignment and look what took place in October, your biggest yeah. month. And uh, what's interesting is you're even doing some vacant land deals. And so this business continues to evolve and you find ways to make those assignment fees go up where in turn, it's uh, it's not so much that you're doing more deals. It's just you're making more money per deal. That's right. I love it, my man. So let's kind of deep dive some stuff. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious as to what direction you want to go. If it's something you want to deep dive some of this vacant land stuff. Or if you want to share just the most recent deal that's just like a traditional uh, attached to like a um, a residential home, what what route are we looking to go today? You know, I, I think there are two deals, uh, one of each actually from this month that that have some interesting aspects to them uh, that would be worth uh, just you know briefly diving into. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start with uh, let's start with the land deal. I think this is interesting because I think there's a lot of uh, talk going on about vacant land deals. So many people think it's all about real estate. It's about the home. It's about the home. It's about the home. And here, two of your deals this month in October have proven to be some of your biggest assignment fees, which is which is fantastic. So yeah, let's do that. Let's deep dive the the land deal first. Okay. You know, there's a couple aspects to this deal that make it interesting. First, I, I've looked at lots of land deals in the past. Haven't really found uh, them to be viable. And, and it's really just a matter of you know, the, the cost structure of them. And in this case, uh, I found these deals uh, in areas where there's new construction that you know, is selling for $450,000 and up, or, or say $350,000 and up. And that really begins to be a mark where people, builders can do new construction um, with the Relatively high cost of construction today, and still make some money at it. You know, I've found in so many areas of Atlanta, houses you know are still selling for at or below replacement cost, and and that just makes it impossible for builders to do new construction in those areas. So the first key is is an area where new construction pricing is high enough that that you know a good land deal can be found to be profitable for a builder. So I found this one through a tax delinquent list that I got from the county. Uh-huh. I got this, uh, you know, just to give people a little bit of background too on kind of how to think about those type of lists. I got this list from the county in the format of 
an access database and and Microsoft Access database. And I found even in Metro Atlanta, the counties give out data in very different ways. Sure. Um, this was like I may have had seventy five thousand entries in it. I mean, it was massive, and I had to begin to figure out how to make it usable. So I hired somebody from on Fiverr with that experience in Microsoft Access and database programming to be able to make some sense out of it. You know, I had to give them some business logic that I wanted to apply and then they could deliver me back something that was was usable. And in the process of figuring out who to mail, I had to think about things like, you know, does it matter how much they owe in taxes? Does it matter whether it's land or or a place that has a house, you know, where you think has a house at least. Uh-huh. I made different decisions on that actually, and they they have an impact on this deal, or, or the data from this deal kind of will have an Im- impact on how I look at it in the future. First, I actually excluded from my mailing lots or what I thought were lots, and that they usually show up in the data as a street number without or street name without a street number. So, uh, you know, in this case, the street was on Paul Avenue. So if it was a vacant lot, it would usually be number zero Paul Avenue because it just hasn't been assigned a street number for for the house. So I actually excluded the zeros for street numbers from my list. Well, fortunately for me, this lot used to have a house on it. So it actually had a street number. So it wasn't excluded from my mailing, which is fortunate because (laughs) I made some good money on it. The other thing that was odd about this is that uh, this house or this lot had $29 in back taxes owed. And it was from maybe three or four years ago. So this homeowner actually, or this property owner actually had been paying their taxes. And they thought that they were up to date, but somehow they missed a $29, you know, they probably wrote a check for $29 less. Maybe they paid it late and didn't pay the interest or something. Uh-huh. But, you know, this this property had a very small amount of taxes owed is my point. So I had debated whether it was worth sending mail to properties with less than, you know, say $500 or $1,000 worth of taxes, thinking that those that had more taxes owed would be more motivated. Uh, but I didn't. I went ahead and sent it to all of them, which is fortunate because I caught this one in my mailing that only had $29 in back taxes. Now, when you uh, say you're mailing these individuals, are you are you just mailing like a simple postcard or are you already mailing like some kind of a, we want to purchase your home and here's what we can offer? Like, are you already mailing out offers or is this just a straight postcard that you're looking to get a phone call back that you can talk further with them? This is just a straight postcard. Just, okay. I'm interested in buying your, your usually, I think it may even say house. In this case, it was a property, <laughs> but at what best and such address, wait for the, the call back. And, you know, this person called me back. They were thinking that they were going to list their property for about 40000 um, but they'd be willing to, you know, let it go quickly to me for thirty five. We ended up, you know, agreeing on thirty three. And then I turned around so, and hold on before we even for- get there. Hold on real okay. quick. Hold on. Hold on. You're going to share yeah. all of it, <laughs> but hold on real quick. Let's do this, Jeff. Here's the thing. How do you even know what to pro- like price these properties at? Like I, I sit here and there's so many calculations, right. That go on 
some easy calculations that go on with, with homes, right? Because you've yep. got so many homes around you that are selling that are like quality, like make, like build. And here we are in a lot. And it's like, how do you compare this? There's not very many good comps out there. What it, What's like the methodology behind it? How did you know what kind of price to come up with that 33,000 was going to be something good? In some ways, it's actually easier than with another house, uh, depending on the area, because what you're comparing to is other houses that have sold as new builds. So new construction. So you, and at that point, you don't have to get into, you know, is it like for like, you just get into, you know, here's a new build house that's selling for $450,000. In fact, in this case, there was a house literally next door that was new construction wow. on the market for 450. So I knew somebody could build you know, that exact same house right here and sell it for the same thing. Um, so that's where I start is on you know, a lot like this is, what could somebody sell new construction at? And then you have to say, okay, well, what, what is new construction costing these days? And then you know, that's where you really have to meet a lot of buyers that are builders to get an idea for what new construction costs sure. may be. Sure. And in different parts of the country, it's going to be you know, different amounts, I presume. Uh, different builders have different cost structures. I have found that a good rule of thumb, depending on the area and depending on the you know, level of finishes that that area is going to require, is probably a low of 80 to $85 per square foot to build. So you know, if you're going to build a, a 3,000 square foot house, 3,000 times 85 equals what they're going to you know, take to build a house at $85 a foot. Okay. Um, up to maybe you know, an average of around $100 a foot. A really nice area with nice finishes, maybe more like 115, you know, and you could go up from there depending on how luxury it is. Yeah. Now tell me this though, is this something that you're finding out with your cash buyers? Because maybe some of us are thinking and, and those listening, the same cash buyers that they've built this list for that are doing rehabs, fix and flick, are you are you finding out that these cash buyers are also the same cash buyers that are going to do a new build or are these completely new cash buyers that just do new build and really don't do the fix and flip scene? It's both. There are, there are lots of rehab cash buyers that are also willing to do new builds. And there are plenty of uh, rehabbers that along the way decide, you know, I'd like to do a new build because, you know, a new build is actually easier in some ways uh, because you don't have to deal with the constraints of a previous layout or you know dealing sure. with the the things that you find when you start taking walls apart and whatnot you're starting from zero so you know it's a hundred percent you and what you decide to do so a lot of rehabbers you know along the way think you know I'd like to get into new builds I, I have one buddy that's a, a rehabber that one of the houses he did a new build on, uh, he didn't start out expecting it that way. He started taking the house apart, and it was basically falling down because it was so termite damaged. So he ended up just scraping it and starting over. So that was his introduction to, to new builds. <laughs> yeah. So you'll find rehabbers that get into new builds that That's way. Awesome. So a lot of the current buyers you know, are potential new build buyers as well. So but then there are others that just are builders. And you know, conversations with my 
my buyers that you know I, I talk I come across in building my buyers list lets me know is this guy open to new builds or are they a builder more so than a rehabber? So you just start to get to know who's who's interested in it. Okay, so here we have the the calculation. You've kind of gone over a little bit how you're able to come up with thirty three thousand, and you put it under contract. And with that being said. When you put this under contract and and you you market this contract to your cash buyers, was this something that was a quick process? Was there so many people that are like, oh man, I want this? Or was this kind of a different approach and it, it was very few people wanted it? Um, this was a very hot area. So this was much more of, uh, you know, lots of people were interested in it. In fact, it, it also has a, another strange twist to it that was a... a first for me. I had a lot of people interested in it. The person that ultimately uh, put it under contract with me to purchase it, I got all the way to the closing table. And then the closing attorney comes in and says, "Um, your buyer's on the phone and they're backing out of the deal. And I was like, what? I mean, that's the the first time that's ever happened. I mean, I've had properties, you know, go under contract and they fall out for one reason or another. But this is the first time I've had somebody fail to show up for closing. Wow. That was not a fun scenario. So Um, is this something that, how are you ever, did this cash buyer ultimately end up buying this, this lot or do you end up really backing out? No, they ended up backing out. This was somebody I knew had the cash, but they were new to the business. And okay. I think they got scared in, in the end. Uh, and they just didn't know what they were, you know, they weren't confident in what they were getting into. So they did end up backing out. You know, my earnest money is non-refundable. So they were walking away from earnest money, which is a whole nother conversation I had to get into with them. But, but the good thing about this property is that I had so much interest in it, I actually contacted another buyer and said, hey, you were interested in it, but I had to tell you it was under contract. I want to tell you it's available again. And he said, I want it. And I said, hang on, slow down. I had so many people that wanted it. I'm going to take offers. This The, the original closing was supposed to be on a Thursday. Uh-huh. I said, I'm going to take offers through Sunday. And then I'll you know tell whoever you know wins my the, the, the best deal. The best? The highest and best, or you know, close the fastest, whatever. On Monday, I'll, I'll award the bid. So he uh, he sent me his offer late Sunday. A couple other people had submitted offers, uh, but this guy that was really upset he missed it the first time. He gave me full price of what I was asking for it, and his contract said he would submit a hundred percent of the purchase price as non-refundable earnest money within 24 hours. Wow! So tell me this: here we have a contract in place with you and the seller at thirty-three thousand. What yep. did you ultimately assign this to your cash buyer for? I sold it to my cash buyer for fifty thousand, and we did a Woo! double close. <laughs> All right, hold on, Jeff, my man. You know what's coming. All right. All right, so yeah. here we have the victory bell for a huge victory because you were you were used to your average being around four or five thousand dollars, and here you are now at a seventeen thousand dollar deal. Put it under contract at thirty three, sold it for fifty, and seventeen thousand dollars. What did that feel like? This is a whole new ball game for you. This is. This is upping your game to a whole new level. How did that assignment 
really make you feel? Was it like too good to be true? Were you pinching yourself? What did that feel like? Yeah, that's like, I've been pushing towards how can I get a $20,000 deal? And here I just about got there. And man, that was, <laughs> that was amazing that it, it really could, uh, could be that. And, and my other, my other land deal actually was a $20,000 deal. So <laughs> I, had, wow. I had two that were really up there, which was amazing. So two land deals within the month that uh, is $37,000. That means the other, help me with my math, the other $17,000 came from the other two uh, deals with, with homes attached to it. That's right. The other two deals with homes attached to it, both were <laughs> roughly around $9,000 each. In, well, it sounds like profit. Jeff needs to switch his uh, little marketing plan to all vacant land deals. That sounds like <laughs> an amazing uh, opportunity for you. Yeah, you know, and it really is a matter of the area because there's lots of vacant land I've looked at that it uh-huh. just doesn't work because sure. you know the houses are selling for 100 and 150 and you can't build them for that. But in these neighborhoods where houses are selling for 350 to 450, you know, they they work all day long as long as you can get you know a good price on the on the land, you know, if somebody comes in and says they want 100, it wouldn't have worked, but this guy wanted 40 and we were able to come to agreement at 33 and it made it work. That is phenomenal. So you're, you're saying some key things, and that is it all begins with finding a deal. All good deals, all good real estate deals, they don't, they don't uh, happen because you sold it at the right price. It's because you purchased it at the right price. Absolutely. And so that is something key that I, I love that you mentioned. And to everyone listening, remember that all good real estate deals begin with a smart purchase, not how much you sell it for, but how much you purchase it for. And in this case, Jeff was able to find a land deal for $33,000 that he could quickly turn to another cash buyer for $50,000. There's a $17,000 spread there. That is a good payday for any one of us. And that's something each one of you can be doing. And and I love that we kind of went this direction, Jeff. In fact, I know uh, we may want to talk to uh, about a couple deals and what we're going to do is I'm going to put a part two to this where we're going to record a part two series for your other deal to kind of share some gold nuggets there. All right. But this is key. This is key stuff. I think this is something new that a lot of us haven't heard about. There's a lot of listeners here that are like, man, this is the first time I've ever heard about a vacant land deal. And that's true. And so I'm so glad that you shared this today, that you found a new niche that you're going to attack, but something that brought you quick success in the month of October that has helped you be your biggest month in wholesaling. That's $54,000. What are your plans when you when you see that income coming in? Kind of give our listeners an uh, overview of what you uh, expect or what you plan to do with that fifty-four thousand. What's the what's the setup and what do you put back into marketing and all that stuff? Well, I'll answer it generally first. Um, what I plan to do is finally get a virtual assistant hired this month, and then an acquisition manager hired in December, so I can start having fifty thousand dollars months every month. That's what I, my my ultimate goal and intent for for using that profit is. But uh, <laughs> I love your vision, though. But I love it here. Here you were, someone that was wearing all of the hats. You were doing everything in the business, and your first thing is not. I here's what I want all of our listeners to understand. It's not I'm going to buy a brand new truck. It's not I'm going to Disney World. It's I'm going to reinvest this into the business so that. Each thing that you just talked about, bringing on a virtual assistant, bringing on acquisition manager, both of those items, both of those team players make it more possible for you to A, 
repeat what just took place, and that's a $50,000 month. But second of all, it allows you time to now really focus on working on your business and not so much in your business so that you truly are building a business and not really just building a job. We all want to break away from the nine to five job. And you are now finding your way to break away from the job side of wholesaling and turn it into a real business where team players are out there making this happen for you. You got it. That's the goal. I love Grow it. Grow the yeah. business. I love it. I love it. So what is your goal for November? My man, let's hear it. Let's, let's, let's share it with everyone across this great nation that's listening to this podcast. What is your goal? What is your number that you see you doing in November? Well, my number going in before October for November was 40,000. So I, <laughs> I can perform below October and make that goal. <laughs> well, so reset. I'm, I'm, we need to bump that up, buddy. That's right. I didn't have 50,000 on my monthly goal until December and I got there in October. So hopefully we can continue with that pattern straight on from November forward. I love it. Well, we are going to do an episode two for sure because I know this is going to do nothing but keep snowballing. And as you put this team in place that you're talking about, you're going to feel some hiccups here along the way. And that's okay. That's part of just growing a business. But I can tell you, ultimately, it's going to lead you to these consecutive months of $55,000 consecutive month after month, and then growing it to 60, 70, 80, sky's the limit, because your mind is crucial in this. And you're no longer in like wearing all the hats and working in the business, you're going to now have time to work on the business, which is crucial. Awesome. Absolutely. That's what I'm looking forward to. Well, Jeff, my man, in closing, if you were to do something over to help our listeners, we always end with these two questions. In closing, if you were to start all over again and just start from ground zero, ground one, what would it be that you would do different if you had to start over again right now today? I think the number one thing is set a marketing plan in advance that you are committed to month in and month out. Uh, One of the best things for me is I pull up my marketing calendar and it says, I need to get that tax delinquent list out in two weeks. So I better get on it and make sure that that happens. Because if I don't make that happen, then November and December are certainly not going to be where October was. So uh, having marketing consistency from day one is is the number one thing that I would do differently and would recommend everybody do. So crucial. Remember, listeners, it all follows marketing. If you stay consistent with marketing, you're going to consistently get phone calls. And if you get consistent phone calls, you're going to get consistent appointments. And if you get consistent appointments, you get consistent contracts. And if you get consistent contracts, you consistently get paid. But it all starts with being consistent with your marketing. So I couldn't agree more. And then Jeff, my man, if you were to say one book that is a good book for our listeners to, to, to be reading for whether it be mindset or whether it be uh, something for just self-improvement, what book would you throw out there as a gold nugget? Boy, I am a, I'm a voracious reader um, and audible listener slash reader. So um, I'm always coming up with something new. But uh, one of the challenges I have with that is it pushes out the information from the old. But one thing I'm I'm currently uh, listening to one that you guys, uh, somebody had recommended recently called Thou Shall Prosper. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm not through it all the way yet. Um, so I don't have info on all of it. But I, I tell you, one of the best things uh, that stood out to me from it from the beginning was I think the very first chapter was all about 
uh, mindset and attitude toward business in general. Um, and that's that's always, you know, it's been a bit of a challenge for me. But one thing I didn't realize is just how much our society sort of puts business people in a negative role in entertainment, you know, settings or, you know, the business guys are the bad guys. So um, just reconditioning yourself to not have uh, any of that in your mindset, I think is critical to to my success and moving forward to build a business is I've got to look at it as a noble endeavor. So I was, I really appreciated the way that they've started it, started that book. I love it. That book is sitting on my desk as we speak. Tom is actually reading it, loves it. He's the one that told me, get on this uh, book as soon as you can. So that's, that's on my next book. Right now I'm reading Zero to One by Peter Thiel. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a phenomenal book, but I'm, I'm excited to dive into, um, thou shall prosper. And it was forwarded by Dave Ramsey. It's got some great credentials behind it. It comes from, I want to say like a, uh, almost like a Jewish background, right? Oh yeah. It was written by a rabbi. Awesome. Jewish rabbi. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to jump into it. Tom said it's phenomenal and countless others since then has said, wow, this is this is a game changer. In fact, Brent Daniels, one of our tribe members slash coaches here at Wholesaling Inc., he uh, he called me up and says, Cody, this stuff will change your mind. Like this is this is incredible. And so a lot of good words about that book. So thank you for sharing that. Jeff, my man, I know you are a busy individual and even now, uh, with a big, huge smile on your face, going to get even busier because you want to replicate what just took place in October. So I want to thank you for taking uh, some time away from your busy schedule to be on the podcast, to help inspire and move and just build up this great nation of those that are trying to get into wholesaling or currently wholesaling and just need a little bit of a inspirational story to, to help buoy them up. So I want to, I want to thank you personally from me and Tom and everyone here at Wholesaling Inc. for, for joining us on this podcast today. It was my pleasure. Thank you. All right, listeners, you have heard another great episode with Jeff Dimmick from Atlanta, Georgia, a guy that consistently does two to three deals a month, just got off his uh, his, his biggest month ever, $54,000. This is a podcast worth downloading and re-listening to because there's so many gold nuggets dropped in there. And if it's something that you're looking to hop into wholesaling, it's just something that you're so tempted to get into, I can tell you. Wholesaling changes lives. It changes your lives. And in turn, you're going to be able to be able to bless uh, the lives of those that you come in contact with and be a solution to others' problems out there. And so if it's something that you're looking to build your wholesaling business, go over to wholesalinginc.com, wholesalinginc.com, and you can book a strategy call with our team today and be able to get on the phone with us. And if we like what you have to say, we also might just invite you to be part of the tribe so that we can turn you into a rock star wholesaler going out there and building a successful wholesaling business just like Jeff's. Also, coming up in January 25th, 26th, 27th, calling all rhinos, those in the tribe. That is our live event. It's going to be in Orlando, Florida. That is going to be an incredible event. The best of the best in the industry are going to be speaking at that live event in Orlando. So if you haven't booked your tickets, go to wholesalingsummit2018.com. That's wholesalingsummit2018.com and book your tickets ASAP as they are going fast. There's only going to be 150 tickets going out for this show. It's going to be a very tight-knit group where we're going to uh, really explode our businesses. So go over there, book your tickets. And uh, again, you have to be part of the tribe to do so. 
So all tribe members, get over there and book those seats because it's going to be an amazing, amazing event. And on that website, you can see the lineup of the people that are going to be speaking. And it's going to absolutely inspire you and move you to click those tickets and get on Delta's website and buy some seats. Anyways, we'll talk to you guys soon. Until next time, take care. Keep taking progress, not perfection. Looking for that action. Always taking massive, imperfect action and failing your way forward. Take care, guys. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.